Hello and welcome to Whip Chat, episode number one. My name is Christian and I'm a whip enthusiast. I love cracking them, making them, and in general just nerding out about the oldest way mankind has been breaking the sound barrier. In fact, in each episode we will be talking to a member of the whip community. We will see where the conversation takes us, but in general we will be talking about the growing sport of whip cracking, and about whip making. In this inaugural episode, we will be chatting with Justin Bretsky from CanadaWhips.com about the L.A. Whip Convention that occurred early in 2020. And like so much of the world in 2020, the meetup was canceled. But Adam Winrich uh, hosted a virtual competition where people from all over the world shared videos of their very best whip cracking skills. And lastly, please note that this is episode one, as mentioned earlier, of Whip Chat, and the sound quality is a little rough once we get into it, but it gets better in later episodes, as you can hear from this microphone. So hang in there, it's a fun ride, and this is a great episode, and there are many more episodes on the way. Thank you. Hello, and welcome everyone to the LA WhipCon 2021 Virtual Competition Live interview and discussion. And I'm joined today, as you can see, with Justin Bereski. Thank you for joining us, sir. No problem. My pleasure. And the competition itself is, of course, as everyone that has seen us probably knows, is a it's a whip competition. Comp- you can do lots of different cracking, lots of different th- fun things to do. And this year we're submitting videos and everyone's competing against each other. But the in-person one was lots of com- camaraderie talking about the enjoyment of the competition itself. And um, I'm hoping that some of these interviews, like our conversation that we're about to have right now, we can get a little bit of that. And hopefully other people watching can enjoy as well. So without further ado, once again, my name is Christian Pasenzik. And Justin, it is nice to meet you. And I want to ask you a few basic questions I have here, and we can just have a conversation about whips and whip cracking. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. So how long have you been cracking whips? Uh, it's been 12 or 13 years. I started when I was just a little kid. Uh, my dad, so my, my great-great-grandfather lived in Hungary, and he herded cattle with the whip as his wow. mission there, and so it got passed down to me. And then I remember being like – I mean, I say I started at like like 12 because that's when I could crack the whip on my own. But I remember being five or six and my dad just holding my hand and me kind of ragdolling and him making the whip crack with my hand there. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of been my whole life in a way. What kind of whips did you use? Were they so kind of that like- was uh, a Hungarian whip like the, so the Hungarian Ashtor. So it's like a wooden handle about 12 inches. And then it has all that cool like leather frills and nice. fancy stuff. And then there's like a loop that attaches the handle to the, the, the thong. Um, and so it acts a little bit differently than most whoops that you'd use because of that like big loop. And also it was big and heavy. I think it was like seven feet and over okay. like years and years of use and abuse, this thing just, we kept making modifications to it because it would fall apart and right. then come back and so on. And so I used that until I got a nylon bullet uh, like a few, like, few years later and I could actually do stuff that was difficult you know that's awesome i've never used that type of a whip before i've seen them though it looks like a weird combination of like a cow whip and a stock whip and yet the mm-hmm. 
a girth of like a good heavy bullwhip and yeah it's yeah it's, a it's, neat combination. it's interesting and the way that they they move is, is sort of it's just different and you can kind of get different cracks in a way like it's a lot easier to in my opinion to get flicks because they're so heavy but also there's this weird because the handle and there's the loop and then the thong there's this weird kind of like pause when you pull I, I don't know they're, they're super cool they're super <laughs> cool but definitely not uh not voluble oh. <laughs> right and not that seven foot would be very voluble anyway yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that, that's super cool that's great did, did you make one did you have you have you made a whip since then or did you make one like that uh I've I've never made a Hungarian style whip. I've I, I bought one, a new one, because the old one yeah, mm. just fell apart. Um, I've thought about making one or trying my hand at making like a nylon version, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I make them myself, and they're, they're it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it's it's really neat. The and this I mean this WhipCon is really a celebration of the cracking itself. I know previous competitions they had makers there, and there was judging on uh, whip making as well. And some amazing whips were displayed over the previous years. But, uh, yeah, do you have any favorite whips currently that you oh, yeah. really enjoy? So I'm, I'm – a lot of people have, like, they have different whips for different tricks kind of sure. things. Or, like, they want to do, like, a fast music routine and they have a short set or whatever. And I mm-hmm. – like, I have a set of five-and-a-half whip stock whips by right. Simon Martin. And – I, I just don't use anything else. I have, I have tons of whips and I'll take them out for like a day. And I'm like, well, that was nice, but I prefer, you know, my Simon Martins and I, I, I use them for everything, even things that I shouldn't use them for. I use them for, so it's like, Oh yeah. The, the flandy hoof beats, you're supposed to use four foot whoops for that. Cause it's fast and sounds like a horse. Nah, don't yeah, want you- to going to use my five and a half. And it's just a really <laughs> slow horse, you know, <laughs> like I just, I love them. I love them so much. And so, yeah, they've, uh, they've, I've got them two years ago when I went to Australia and I've just used them since. That's, They're awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people enjoy the the whip lace whips. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that kind of comes back to I mean, with this WhipCon, that you could be exposed to lots of different types of whips. And I, I know people have mentioned that they the first time they got to try a fill in the blank whip from either a whip maker or a whip style. Um what is it that that you think is maybe positives and negatives about doing whip the whipcon this way this year? So I think like one of the things that I really like about this format is a it's it's just more accessible for everyone. Um, now, like I don't even know how many countries have participated, but it's at least like twelve or or something, right? Like oh yeah, there was a the world, you know. That's so that's really awesome, and I think that um, I mean. It's just like it gives us an opportunity to see way more whip cracking than we ever have before and different styles of whip cracking because obviously people in Europe or something are going to have a different style than we do and all that. So that's really awesome. Um, And I think also it's really pushed people to to do their best. Not that they didn't before, but now that there's this one minute video rather than a one minute freestyle at the competition, mm-hmm. I imagine people are taking like 50 or 60 <laughs> takes to get that really nice video. And I know I did. It together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, that's really cool. And in a way it, it just allows us to see people at their absolute best. Like, yeah. and for me, um, I, I was very excited at the idea, like I'm going to do everything I can. And then at the end of this, I have a one minute video and it's like, this is this is hopefully the best one minute of whip right. cracking I've ever done. You know, um, so that right. I really really like. 
the only like real negatives for me are a not getting to see everybody. And, and like you said, try their whips, have those conversations. And so I appreciate you doing this because it's going to help us do that a little bit. Right. Um, yep. And cool. also like, I, I mean, being in Canada, just the opportunity to go somewhere warm in the winter and have a reason to is like, Oh, cool. And now I don't have right. it. So yeah. yeah. In Texas down here and our winter is kind of, it's, it's more like winter. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. And, and I have a lot of the same feeling with the, the positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a chance to go to California is always, well, find a good excuse for that, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, also, I think this year, particularly, this format is important. I mean, with the pandemic and the quarantine, um, mm-hmm. everybody's scooped up. And while well, we all joke about, you know, there's a, I know a good way to stay six feet yeah. away from everybody, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah whips, I mean, right? Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it's hard on us too. I mean, just because we're six feet away doesn't mean we want to be, it would be nice to be seven feet away from some other web crackers at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hang out and just see, see what you guys are up to. And I, I think, I, and once again, thank you for joining. And that yeah. this is not, not that I'm running you off yet, but <laughs> that, that's why this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about how, you know, hopefully this one minute video is going to be the one your your best one minute that you can do to, uh, that you've ever done. Right. Um, how did you go about putting that together? Did, did like your routine uh, itself? What cracks to pick? And so I, I based on um, I guess like say let's say like traditional Australian style competition rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know that if I was in a competition like that. I would just get stomped. Like, like I'm not super good at the four corners, for example, and, and that intricate cracking. And really what makes me excited is throws and weird moves where the whip is like wrapping around you and unwrapping and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know how this competition is being judged in that regard, but it's like, A, that kind of wacky throwy stuff is what I'm best at. And B, it's, it's what I enjoy. And I think it's kind of iconic to my style. And so when I was putting my routines together, I was thinking, okay, how can I incorporate me into this routine? Like I want to, I want to go out and do tricks that maybe I've created or just like ideas that I've been working on or other people's moves that I think are really awesome. Because if it's, if it's one minute of my best whip cracking, I want it to be one minute of my most talented whip cracking, but also one minute of like the whip cracks and tricks that I just think are the best. Um, sure. And so that was kind of what I thought going into it. And so I made a list of, uh, for the one handed and the two handed, what tricks are like that, uh, what tricks really get me excited about whip cracking and what things mm-hmm. are mine that I'm excited about. And then I kind of put those down on a piece of paper. And then from there, it's just filling right. in the blanks and, and organizing them in a way that makes sense. That's kind um, of weird. And that kind of, go on. I, no, I, I don't mean to stop you. I, I was just curious if you could expand on that, on the organizing part a little bit. Uh, for me personally, just for my education, when I was working on my routine, I would have something that in my head, it makes sense. And maybe it's just lack of experience, but mm-hmm. going from, you know, changing planes isn't always the smoothest transition when you're doing one to the next. So we need to have another something that helps with that transition. So it's cleaner or even if it's just switching to a volley and then doing the Tasmanian cut back, for example. Um, uh, But did you find anything where you had to switch something around that way? Or did you have a special filler move that you 
personally like to use the in between or um so for me i can i'll write down my moves and i'll look at sort of like what is the easiest or what are, what are the ways that i can get into this move so for example with the tasmanian cutback i could do an overhead crack i could do a cattleman's crack to the side i could do a fast mm-hmm. figure eight and so on and so i if i know i'm adding in the tasmanian cutback i'm thinking okay which of those planes and directions is the end of another move that I am doing. And so that's kind of how I, I try and structure the routine. Um, but at, at a certain point, other things come into play. Like for my um, two handed routine, I ended with some staggered volleys, which I wanted to do. And I started after my required cracks, I started with the double arrowhead, which is a move that I really like. And I spent all year on, and I, both of those moves happen in the, in the same place and arguably kind of in the same plane. It's just the sure. changes. And the reason I put the staggered volleys at the end rather than at the beginning is just because they're easier and I'm less likely to mess up on them. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of thing too, because as we said, like you're doing 50, 60, hundred takes, I'm, I'm tired. And it's, it's unlikely take 99 if the hardest move is at the end. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to nail it. You know, it's not going right. to happen. That's so kinda, yeah, it's kind of what I thought about too. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that that helps a lot, actually, and that makes me feel not quite so alone <laughs> of cramping forearms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's... exactly. Is there anybody that you've seen their routines that you're impressed by or surprised by? I mean, or learn something from even? I I don't know. I love up cracking so much that everybody's routine is like, oh, that was so cool. Like, good for them, you know. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I think. I Tori's routine, uh, Torrance Fisher, his yeah. single hand was super cool because he's sneaky. He just throws in like a little crack here that you've never thought of before. Like he did a, a reverse body wrap and then unwrapped it and got a crack off of it. And it was extra sneaky because Tori, uh, Kit and I, and sometimes Todd, we've been having these group chats every week about with cracking oh, cool. are working on and stuff. Yeah. And he's, He's just never mentioned it, not once. And then he puts out his routine, and he's just like, oh, whoop, boop. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, why didn't you tell us this was a thing? Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was really cool. And, and um, I'm trying to think of some other folks. I mean, Todd's just came out. That was super awesome. And also, I was really happy to see a lot of people that just got started this year participating. Because right. it's just cool to see beginners and how far they've progressed and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, like... Emily Quant and I mean, Karina has been doing this for a long time, but it was really cool seeing her routine too. Like it was just awesome seeing, I guess, how good our community is is collectively and just kind of like being hit with it over and over. Like, Oh, this person has a routine. Got to watch <laughs> this person has a routine. Got to watch it. You know? Exactly. And they, the last couple of days, a bunch of them have been disappearing on every pick a social media platform, Instagram exactly. and TikTok and everything. Yeah. Just all over. Uh-huh. It's really cool. And I, I think when, like you said earlier, just to, to go back mm-hmm. about how with Australian competitions, the there's certain types of moves that are scored better. So people kind of focus on those. Tosses and releases are not something that I, I don't think there's any value to those. Um, I, I don't I don't know for certain. I'm not super familiar with their scoring. I've just heard that that is not a thing over there. So I don't know if you call tossing American style or just not Australian, but regardless, it's really fun to see this 
other style of people really getting good at something that is that is different. It's, it's its own distinct little section of whip cracking. And not that I enjoy the any the other one any less. I mean, it's amazing. Um, and I'm I'm stunned when I see, especially some like Ben Hughes. I love watching his videos. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> fall out of my chair at the end of every routine. I'm like, how? Oh, what? There had to be more than two whips in that video. <laughs> many yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah th- those are, those are really amazing, but it's a very different style than what Todd Rex does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect to see Ben Hughes roll across the ground, um, <laughs> but I would expect, I would be surprised to see Todd Rex not roll across the ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or do a backflip or something. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just so wonderful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking and not interviewing. No, it's, a, it's, it's, look, it's all good. I actually um, also off off of that. I think, from my understanding, the reason that the Australians don't do a lot of throws is because, like you said, it's it's very competitive and, and they have certain things that are scored super well. And um, if you if you drop a whip in a routine, like your points are just dead, right? And they just don't mm-hmm. want that to happen. So I think it's a lot easier to be consistent uh, with. I mean, it's not easier for me to be consistent with the staggered four corners, but for them it is because you're never releasing the whip, right? And there are some Australian routines like Wilkes Wonder or the Launceston Special where the whip like is released. Neck. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so those are scored uh, fairly well to my understanding just because they're risky and um, to, do, to do them confidently in competition is like, you know, kind of ballsy. But I think that this this format is really good for showcasing kind of what can be done and adding in throws and things, because again, as we said, you can do 60 takes. So if you drop 59 times, like that's fine because you just, you get to put out this, like I said, when I watched Todd's video at the end of his double thing, he starts with his classic, like he, or maybe it was a single whip. It was single whip. He does a crack and a somersault and then catches the whip and then keeps going. At the end of the routine, he does the same damn thing. And it's just like, man, you have to, after like 55 seconds of hard cracking and you've nailed everything, you have to be so scared before that final summer assault throw because it's like, if I miss right? this, it's all pointless. Blind catch. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I mean, I'm really hoping that this is, I mean, this kind of goes into the next question. I mean, that is where the future of this sort of meetup, this sort of competition um, is going to go. And then we will continue to build this community. Mm-hmm. And what what do you want out of something like this competition or these sort of meetups? Um, where where do you see? I guess predict the future. Okay, <laughs> and, and then wish for the future. But what do you what do you think? Um, so I'm I'm not a super competitive person, and the reason that I got into cracking isn't for competition. Not that like I'm not knocking it. I think it's awesome. I think it's worthwhile, but and it pushes people to be the best. But it's not really like what like gets me up in the morning, I guess. Um, and my favorite part of WhipCon was like just standing with someone and idea sharing and teaching each other yeah. stuff. And I remember at last year's WhipCon, uh, Leah Orleans was there and she was doing some stuff and I'd never ch- chatted with her before. And I said, oh, that kind of looks like some of the stuff that I do. So like, I'm going to go over there and like show her some of my stuff. And good God, man, that she just showed me tons of stuff that I'd never even thought of. I didn't even have a chance. It was just like, oh, and you can do this and you can wrap the foot. And I was just there like loving it. Like this, she's a genius, you know? Uh, um, and so I, I love that. And I would, I'd love to see that more in the future. Like I know that in like 
on the last day, there's workshops, right? Like Todd does a throwing workshop and Adam's done a Queensland yeah. crossover one or Four Corners I think, one. But I would love to... Peter did a making video or a workshop too last year. Yeah, he did, did yeah. And so I'd, I'd love to do a convention that's like that. It's just like anyone that wants to can run any workshop they want to. And it's just people like learning and idea sharing. And maybe instead of a competition or like alongside a competition, mm-hmm. there's also a showcase. And that's just people showing off. This is what I do. This is what I like to do. We're not competing. We're just like, Aaron's going to get up there and juggle four whips like a monster. Todd's going to go up there and throw his whips around like a monster. Danny Shaw is going to do his four corners. I'm going to go up and drop stuff and hit myself in the face. And it's just going to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of, I guess, because I've, I have some experience in the flow arts world. Like that's, and that's what flow arts festivals are like. That's kind of what I want for whips uh, okay. because I like, I just like that idea sharing friendly. We're learning, mm-hmm. um, a lot. And then alongside that, I'm sure we could have competitions sure. of some sort too. I think it's really neat how so many people are donating the prizes too, which I'm, you know, we got to have a reason to give out prizes. I mean, you can yeah. do just raffles, of course, which maybe more raffles might be uh, a thought for the future. We can talk to Adam about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, having these uh, to attract these big names also is, is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I think it's worth some of these guys time to work on a routine and show us just amazing. What, what is their best? Because they know there's a good chance that they could get a thousand dollar whip out of the deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That, that's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed this chat and I'm hoping that, um, anyone else watching or watches this later, uh, hit me up if you just want to talk about uh, whips and whip stuff. And let's, let's make this a, or, or yeah, or talk to Justin. I mean, too. You, you can <laughs> do that too. Not just me. I mean, let's, let's all chat and talk about this and have a, uh, just a community about this. It doesn't have to be you know, a formal thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not with NBC and I mean, I've got my microphone, but you know, <laughs> but yeah. So thank you very much once again. And I, I guess I'll see you on the Facebook page. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. I just want to thank Justin Bretsky once again for being on the show. And if you are interested in seeing more amazing videos, he has just an incredible database of them, really. And you can learn how to do many, many wonderful cracks there. His website is CanadaWhips.com. Be sure to check him out and... I hope you have enjoyed this and all the other wonderful podcasts we have here at WhipChat. Keep cracking. <music>